Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to excel and do well. Reminder, listeners, you can call us on live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through Interpursuit's Facebook live chat. Coming up in this inter- uh, on this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, this coming fall, looking for internships? Sign up with Intern Pursuit or contact Isabella at isabella at internpursuit.tech. This week, we'll be raising awareness about four so- uh, social topics being celebrated this month. So you can find us on Intern Pursuit on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also look for our Intern Pursuit game on Facebook and Twitter, and you can listen to us live on MixLR.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. Follow Intern Whisperer. You can watch us live on Facebook, and be sure and follow Intern Pursuit. Hopefully you're doing that now. And you can call us live on the air, 407-582-2906, and chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook Live chat. I really hope we have people that will chat with us today. I'm hoping. Well, we have our first patron, Pixel Crawler. Pixel Crawler is a suite of tools that audits, monitors, and historically tracks the pixels implemented on your website. There are strong dependencies built on the consistency and accuracy of the data collected by tracking pixels, and Pixel Crawler will help ensure all data is being collected as intended. Their website is pixelcrawler.com. Thank you, Pixel Crawler, for being a patron of the uh, Intern Whisperer. Right, so intern pursuit news. I got distracted because one of the logos is like cut off on the arm. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going, wait, what's going on with that? Anyway, so students, we would like you to join our startup team and be a part of our intern pursuit student influencer or brand ambassador positions. We would welcome you to go to internpursuit.tech forward slash careers to check out our job descriptions. We are also going to be loading, this isn't in the notes, just so you guys know, Um, we are also going to be loading a lot of job descriptions for our employers for fall positions. And they'll be on Handshake, they will be on uh, Facebook, and they will also be in a lot of the social channels of the schools. So be sure and look for those people. We want to invite employers of all types and sizes to be part of our Early Adopter Beta Program. Early Adopter employers are accepted to participate, so you can just go ahead and shoot either me an email or an info at internpursuit.tech for more information. And then you're going to be able to find out how you can be an employer for change. So Intern Pursuit Spotlight, which one of our hosts has chosen an awareness day on a topic that they are super passionate about. And we're going to talk about those. So it's kind of like speed dating, but speed causes. And they're all significant because they are tied into this month, June. Yes. Um, so first off, we have World Environment Day. World Environment Day was actually created by the United Nations in 1974 to bring awareness to emerging environmental issues. The holiday recently passed on June 5th this year, highlighting the issue of air pollution. Um, and it was actually interesting about this issue particularly that they're highlighting because with air pollution, it tends to be tied to uh, global warming, which obviously is an important conversation, but what people don't tend to realize is that it actually affects 
um, your health as well. So the U.S. Fourth National Climate Assessment actually predicted in 2018 that a changing climate could expose people in North America to ticks that carry Lyme disease and mosquitoes that carry viruses like West Nile, um, dengue, and Zika. And according to American Lung Association, over 40% of Americans are at risk of disease and premature death. Oh, my gosh, Melanie. That's, that's awful. <laughs> that is yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's like news, and people should pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Climate yeah. control, it's a real thing. I think it is. I know our president yeah. doesn't believe it, yeah. but <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, luckily, there's lots of things you can do to kind of limit that damage to the air. Um, one thing you can do is always um, carpool or public transportation whenever you can. Um, also maintaining your car well with regular oil changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is interesting. Sealing your household cl- uh, cleaners. Like, don't just leave them open because dangerous chemicals could evaporate into the air. Really? Um, also making sure to plant a garden in your um, home if you have any space. And for homeowners, getting an energy audit related to energy efficiency is a good option because you can learn about different ways you can limit the energy wasted in your home. You mentioned a couple of things that I want to talk about a little bit more. One of them is uh, carpooling and the use of uh, transportation. Now, why this is significant is we're Mm going to have a special segment, a show coming up next month about commuting, right? And we want to make sure that people are aware of this. So this is really timely that this is a solution that people can actually do. And what are all of the ways that we could potentially commute? What do you guys think? I mean, I ride the bus. What else can we do? Um, Uber, Lyft, definitely carpooling, as we uh, stated before. Um, well, but I'm going to push back on the Uber and Lyft because that's just you're, you're not using your true. car. You're using somebody, somebody else's, else's car. But Uber and Lyft, they also have a car riding mm-hmm. um, yeah. option. So you mm-hmm. could actually share the ride with other people. So that would be carpooling, but in mm-hmm. a different way with Uber and Lyft, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I see bikes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become such a trend, especially on college grounds and everything. I've definitely seen a lot of Lyme bikes. Um, Do you have blue bikes on your campus? Blue? Um, no, I've never. No, never. There I've seen used a lot to of scooters. be uh, orange. There used to be orange, and that was the juice. But I think juice has turned into the orange bikes has turned into blue. So I didn't know. And what other kind of bike options are down there? Other skateboards. I see a lot of skateboards lot on of campuses. Skateboards. And people on bikes as well. Yeah, longboards is a huge thing there too. I've seen. Um, Have you guys seen the? Um, I I don't know what they're called, but like the, they just stand on them and then they go. Oh, um, like hoverboards. The hoverboards. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Hoverboards. Yeah. I've seen one person on the campus on like a one wheel hoverboard. I, I can't really explain it. It was, it was really weird, um, but cool at the same time. I guess mm-hmm. just seeing like somebody, yeah, <laughs> like in a circus ole kind of theme kind of thing. So it was pretty funny. I see a lot of people riding them downtown, which is where I was. It's surprising. I would have thought there would be more on a college campus, but I see a lot, I'm not kidding, a lot of people on them downtown. And then I'm going to also add SunRail, the train. So SunRail, what's really, and I love riding on SunRail, it goes from Daytona all the way, it will go from Daytona. Right now I think it goes to Deltona. Um, And then it goes all the way right around Kissimmee, but the plan is for it to connect 
all the way from Daytona to Tampa, and then from the Keys all the way up to North Florida. And then it would intersect here in Central Florida. But the advantage to riding on Sunrail, which is super nice, I hop on there and I can I can go to Winter Park. I can if I'm going to uh, something that's over there, Rollins College or mm. perhaps Valencia Winter Park. But I can also go to the um, Osceola campus, and it takes me 20 minutes from Orlando to get to Kissimmee, and I find that amazing. And what's really nice is they have plugs in the walls mm-hmm. so you can charge your phone you can they have tabletops you can work directly in there if you're on a really long ride mm-hmm. you know from like the daytona deltona area to Kissimmee. so it's very very handy so anyway i just wanted to make sure our listeners know that we're going to have a special show on commuting coming up that was cool now the other thing about the uh, garden and releasing nutrients in the air what i liked about that is the fact everybody can have some little garden. Right. And if you watch Facebook, they have those little shows where you can um, take an egg crate mm-hmm. and you can put little plants in there and you can mm-hmm. have it on a wall and it's like your little herb garden. But you can do that with succulents, little cactuses, mm-hmm. not with egg crates. You can do that. But we can have plants all around us. And there was a study I read last week. It said that the value of having plants in your workplace, it actually helps to not just increase, you know, the oxygen emissions, but it also helps in, improve your outlook and your uh, positive, a positive outlook and a positive attitude because you've got some type of nature around you. Yeah. Right. So interesting, good stuff. Okay, so what's our next topic? Well, um, we also have Pride Month. Um, this is something I'm pretty passionate about because I have friends that are actually within this community and um, as well as, um, the, as we all know, the Pulse shooting that happened um, previously. And I think it would, it would be a great topic to get into and kind of give people some insight on the history of it. Um, so there, every color of the rainbow flag means a specific thing. Um, the hot pink represents sexuality. Um, red represents life. Orange represents healing. Um, Yellow represents sunlight. Green represents nature. Turquoise represents magic and art. Hmm. Um, Indigo represents serenity and harmony. And violet represents spirit. What is indigo? Dark purple? It's, um, yeah, like a dark purple, um, kind of like blue tintish kind of. Hmm. um, But yeah. Um, That's surprising. Um, Red represents life, I guess because of blood. But I was thinking Mm -hmm. red would be love. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Hot pink sexuality. So that's the colors in there, in the rainbow, in the pride rainbow, and that's why it has significance. Well, that was really pretty. I mean, it's pretty to hear. It's pretty to look at Mm -hmm. too. Um, also, um, the first uh, Pride Parade was organized by a, a bisexual activist, Brenda Howard, a month after the Stonewall in riots. So um, this was, um, it was an illegal bar, or it was owned and operated by the New York Mafia, and it was illegal at the time to um, sell alcohol to um, gays and um, people within that community. And so the New York Mafia paid off um police just to like keep it leave them alone just to leave them alone and um it 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 caused a whole riot um initiated by the police raid lasted for three months and nights 
and was uh, widely recognized as probably the the most pivotal moment within that community. And um, from there, became the first major push with the LGBT community. So why would they have gone and done that? Because what's the benefit for the mafia to pay off the police? I know that you had put Mm -hmm. it in uh, our notes, but I don't know I heard you say that. And so that's why I wanted to kind of go back there, because there's obviously a benefit. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know exactly, but it definitely... um, they were doing it just to pretty much just turn a blind eye, um, and I guess they thought that it was pretty wrong for for people um, within that community to, you know, have fun. Um, well, and- one of the things that I, I see that you have also is that it was a, a niche market for them. Right. So they were seeing it. They wanted to monetize on that. Mm-hmm. They actually wanted to take advantage of the fact that they could make money off mm-hmm. of this group and allow them, I don't think that they were being kind. Right. I don't see the mafia <laughs> being a kind group. But they saw it as a way to uh, make money. Mm-hmm. And they went, well, okay, we'll, we'll let them have you know their own time. Right. But it was the gay community was paying for that so that they would not be bothered anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense because I was almost kind of thinking of it like they seem like they would be an unlikely ally. But Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, most people will always be looking at how can something be monetized in some way Mm -hmm. and especially if it's illegal (laughs) illegal groups so that's really what they're looking for is um, how can they make money off of somebody else's hardships Mm -hmm. at least they were all able to benefit from in a way yeah (laughs) yeah and it did it it actually helped it probably is one of those i think you said pivotal Mm -hmm. pivotal moments that actually began changing um a perception and allowing the community to gather together in a place where they may have felt accepted and um an opportunity to just celebrate right that's really sad because the irony is that that was something that was a, a place where they could get together and then the shooting right. is the Very, thing in a bar right, that took right. place and it was something that harmed them. So it's ironic in mm, this instance. Definitely. But lots of good came out of that. Um, mm-hmm. We saw our own Orlando community come together mm-hmm. stronger and I think yeah. it rippled throughout the United States where it really gave an... A big impact, and people were moved by it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's recognized not just here in Central Florida, but in other places outside mm-hmm. of just our own community. Definitely, there's a lot of companies um, that I've seen so far, especially on social media and stuff, that are really um, pushing this movement and um, funding it because of how much it's become such a phenomenon. And um, it's great to see. It's great to see that that people are really. Um, accepting the fact and and supporting it as well yeah i think it's really the the support and the common thread for all of us is that we're all human Mm -hmm. we will all bleed the same it doesn't matter what we look like Mm -hmm. it should matter the fact that this is a human that was impacted and hurt and or families that were hurt and people died right Okay, so what else do you have for us, Jonathan? Well, our last fact is that we have the largest pride parade is in the world, uh, in the world, I'm sorry, is in Sao Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil. Um, And that has grown by millions. Um, So as we see here, 
Um, the second one is um, New York, which has roughly 2 million participants, and San Francisco at roughly 1.7 million. But Sao Paulo has 2.5 attendees. So that's huge. And um, it wow, hasn't. Wow, that's a lot of people. Right? And I'm wondering lost. if they're all gay or if it's just people that are um, that's what advocates. That's too, right? You um, know, fans or mm-hmm. not yeah, fans. I that's mean, not the word. Because I feel like a lot supporters? of people who go to Pride Parades, like a lot of them are just allies as well. Right. Allies. That's so, the word I'm looking right. for. Yeah. yeah. Or they have friends that are in that community, such as myself. I went to the Pride Parade just because of my friends who were involved mm-hmm. in that community. And it's great to see. It's, it's, it's really people just coming together, you know, being happy. Um, just and, being friends, right? Yeah. And there's kids there, too, like just having a great time. So it's, it's really, it's not just a community just for those, you know, individuals, but it's it's really great to see um just people being together whether or not like regardless of their sexual orientation or what they prefer so it's it's really great to see like i said mm-hmm. so agreed and that brings us to our uh next patron Artistry.io is a product customization tool for e-commerce stores that increases revenue, customer trust, and business efficiency. Artistry's robust product customizer allows business owners to sell personalized products in an existing e-commerce store and automate the processing of custom orders. The website is Artistry.io. Thank you, Artistry.io, for being a patron of the Interwhisper Live. All right. So, we also um, are going to go into our third speed topic, and that is Smile Power Day. I, um, I got this one, and I, I didn't think I was going to like this topic as much, but mm-hmm. I'm really happy that I, I have it, <clears throat> because there was a lot of um, real science behind it, and that's what I found uh, fascinating. So, on June 15th, that is mm, Father's Day? Is that the same day, Father's Day? Is Father's Day on? It should be on the 16th, yes. Yeah. So June 15th is a day that our listeners may not have known existed, and it's National Smile Power Day. (laughs) I like the graphic I picked. Um, Let's see everybody's pearly whites and a big smile, and then you all get to buckle up on how you're going. Your smiling will actually impact you and others. So scientists and spiritual teachers alike agree that the simple act of smiling can transform you and the world around you. And that's so true. Because like when I walk down the street mm-hmm. and I've had people go, oh, uh, please smile, <laughs> like complete strangers. And it automatically yeah. makes me smile. And then they smile back because I guess I must have like, you know, resting uh, face, be face. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I'm thinking that's what they're telling me. Anyway, so... I find that interesting, and but yet, like, I test that because I've been testing this this whole week. So mm-hmm. when I get on the bus, I smile at somebody I don't know, and they smile back. Mm-hmm. And yesterday morning, there was a little tiny baby, like a two-month-old baby, and it was super cute. And I don't know who doesn't smile at a baby, but this baby was just, like, grinning the whole time and just kept playing with me and, like, like 
it's two months old, but it was a very flirtatious little baby. Mm-hmm. And not flirtatious bad, but like, you know, very friendly little baby. And so we were playing like peekaboo. And who does this on the bus? But nonetheless, everybody, and it rippled because I was playing with the baby. The baby was smiling back and laughing. Then the other people around, all of us were starting to smile. And it was the grandmother that was holding the baby. And it was like... You know, it was just amazing, and I was going, okay, so it really does help. So I found that a very interesting statistic. Um, research and common sense shows us that a smile is contagious. So it can make us appear more attractive to people and others. It lifts our mood as well as the mood of those around us, and it can lengthen our life, which I found that very interesting because the act of smiling changes all of the neurons inside of mm-hmm. our head, and it actually will help us to improve our outlook in life. So if you're sitting around and you're realizing, oh, I need to smile, like (laughs) when you wake up in the morning, think, am I smiling? You know, it's one of those mindsets that we can adopt. So how it affects your brain. Each time you smile, you throw a little feel-good party going on inside of your brain, and the the act of smiling activates neural messaging that benefits your health and your happiness, which ripples throughout your whole body. It helps your body, the muscles, to relax. Mm -hmm. It helps um, your breathing to get more regulated and more slowed down, and Mm -hmm. it just just has a huge impact. It's kind of like doing yoga, you know? Mm -hmm. Think of it like that. For starters, smiling activates the release of neuropeptides that work toward fighting off stress. So if you're feeling super stressed, just take a moment. Deep breath, smile, <laughs> let it out. Neuropeptides are tiny molecule, molecules that allow neurons to communicate. They facilitate messaging to the whole body when we are happy, sad, angry, depressed, or excited. And they, the feel-good neurotransmitters, dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin, are all released when smiling flashes across your face as well. So that should make us all think twice. It's kind of like if you want to go and eat whatever your comfort food is, but it's like no calories, smiling creates that type of uh, impact in our body. This not only relaxes your body, but it can also lower your heart rate and your blood pressure. Um, How it affects your body. Did you know that smiling is actually contagious? Like I was talking about on the bus, the baby was like, we were all smiling and everybody around us. And then people started, well, what do you do? And then what do you do? And we started having these conversations instead of being in our phones. And it was just, I'm not kidding. It was really funny. It was like 10 minutes of just like real human contact on the bus. The part of your brain that is responsible for your facial expression of smiling when happy or mimicking another person's another smile resides in your cingulate cortex, an unconscious automatic response area. And I thought that was interesting. In a Swedish study, subjects, subjects were shown pictures of several emotions, joy, anger, fear, surprise. I'm thinking of that movie. You know, if you know the Disney movie, um. what I'm talking about. Oh, it was all about emotions. Oh, inside out. Inside out. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So when the picture of someone smiling was presented, the researchers asked the subjects to frown. Instead, they found that the facial expressions went directly to imitate what the subjects saw. So I I wanted to try this in the studio. So I'm going to smile, and I'm going to ask you guys to frown. 
Oh, see, now you're thinking about it, and you can do it, but you can't do it for very long. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes you smile. (laughs) So what they found out is that instead that the facial expressions went directly to imitate of what the subject saw, it took a conscious effort to turn that smile upside down. So you really have to think about it, Mm. like what you were doing, and you're going, oh, I I can't do it for long. <laughs> so if you're smiling at someone, it's likely that they can't help but smile back. And if they don't, they're trying to make a conscious effort not to. Mm-hmm. So people that may not want to be um, engaged. Mm-hmm. And then how smiling affects those around you. So the smile is actually contagious. Do you guys believe that? I believe that. I think so, yeah. Mm, I do too. And the part of your brain that is responsible for your facial expression of smiling when happy or mimicking another... Wait, I shared this, right? Yeah. Another smile uh, resides... I read this. Never mind. I think I'm reading it again. Um, Let me make sure I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, here we are. I lost my place in my notes. So instead that they found that the facial expressions went directly to imitate what the subject saw... No. I read it all. I'm done. <laughs> I read all of my notes, so never mind. So a good smile. We all had a good smile, and we learned stuff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So we're going to be moving over into, oh, look, we have a like. Yay, that made me smile. <laughs> Somebody liked our show. So I don't know who it is. Maybe they'll write a comment. That would make me happy also. That would make me smile, whoever you are, listener. Thank you for liking. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're moving on to our next holiday that we're celebrating, uh, Father's Day. It is this Sunday. Yes, this Sunday. Everybody remember. Um, The United States' first Father's Day was actually celebrated on June 19th, 1910, in the state of Washington. However, it only became an official holiday in this country in 1972 after President Nixon signed it into law. Um, according to timeanddate.com, the origins of the holiday may lie in a memorial service held for a large group of men, many of them fathers, who were killed in a mining accident oh. in Monongah, West Virginia. Oh, my goodness. I did not know that. that is horrible. Yeah. So I asked you a question earlier when we were walking over. I'm just going to put a little pause on here, yeah. Father's Day. And I asked Melanie, who's from her family's from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. said, so is Father's Day celebrated over there? What was your answer? I said, I mean, I believe so. Mother's Day is. They have a, their own Mother's Day over there, so mm-hmm. there should be a Father's Day, but I never actually really <laughs> celebrated that day. So maybe Father's, Day's car, <laughs> Father, Father's Day cards don't do as well yeah. in, in that country. <laughs> what about in any other countries? Do you guys have visited, like, I mean, you're not, you're from here. Yeah. But do you know any of the history, like, in Cuba? Hmm. You know, I really don't. I, I really wish I would have gone to Cuba and see the culture over there. But Okay, so when you go home and mm-hmm. you're celebrating Father's Day, Ask your dad that question so you can come back and tell us. I'd be curious as to, like, is it? It says that it's a United States first Father's Day on June nineteenth, nineteen ten, but I'm wondering, you know, in other countries, do they celebrate it? Celebrated. I mean, Mother's Day we all recognize, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that in DR it's just celebrated like a maybe two weeks after the Mm -hmm. Mother's Day here, but yeah. 
It's sad. Poor dads. I feel bad for the dads. It's kind of like, oh, mom. And I think you said that you, you celebrate Mother's Day twice because it's like, hey, mom, it's Father's Day. Well, like, I don't know if I'll celebrate it necessarily twice. I'll definitely mention it. Like, it's oh. definitely a mentionable thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'll make sure. Hi, happy Mother's Day again. <laughs> but, so. yeah, I don't really do the same for Father's Day, I guess. All the poor dads. I feel sorry for it. For I still for them. celebrate the official one. So they're still, he's still going to get recognized. Okay. All right. That's good. Anyway, back to the notes. Yes. Um, another huge influencer in establishing Father's Day was a woman named Sonora Smart Dodd. She was raised by a single father after her mother uh, passed away. He raised her and her five siblings. And this was very uncommon back then due to the fact that many widows tended to place their children under the care of others or they quickly remarried. So she felt that her father should be recognized for his hard work in raising her and her siblings, which is why she was a strong advocate for the holiday. That is amazing. That's true. You know what? You know, I, we don't always think about the fact that there are single dads out there yes. that are raising kids. I mean, we often hear about single moms, but a single dad out there, and that's a lot of kids to have. Six kids. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be really hard. And so I can understand why they might have gone and remarried or sometimes even just put the kids to go live with, like, his parents or somebody like that. That's really hard on the kids. Especially since, like, the father's not typically thought of as the main caretaker. I guess Mm -hmm. they just kind of thought, like, once maybe the mother passed away, they, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I think that's kind of, like... Well, I don't know. What year was that? Do you know? Well, this was in, I don't know which year this happened for. It was before ni- the 1970s because it says that she was an influencer in establishing as a holiday. So I don't know exactly when her mother passed and her father had to take over. But yeah, prior to then. Mm, I would agree with that. So poor dads. I really feel for that. But now when we look at the role that a dad plays in today's culture right in society it's a way more active role we see dads that are even staying at home with their kids Mm -hmm. um sometimes they're the ones that are the primary caretaker instead of the the woman and so it's a very different scenario i don't think that they may feel that they have to get married to ensure that there's a a mom around there that's that's a horrible reason to get married (laughs) oh i need somebody to take care of my kids that's called a babysitter or a nanny not a reason to get married yeah. Do you think that's going to almost maybe raise the, I don't want to say the importance, but the attention on Father's Day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> that's not the reason why. Okay. But yeah, also some quick fast facts on the holiday. Um, if for those who are still looking for a Father's Day gift, the necktie is actually consistently found to be the most popular gift. Um, cards are also very popular as well. Over 87 million cards are sent each year, making Father's Day the fourth largest greeting card occasion of the year with over, yes, 87 million. Wow. 87 million. And yeah. So um, do you guys have presents for your dads? Do you have a card for your dad? As of now, I don't, but I usually get him something pretty significant. You mean a card or a gift? Like both, pretty much. I I like. Yeah, I, I like to get him something, but each year sometimes I really don't because I forget or 
I don't have money. <laughs> so I can tell you, I always go with, okay, if you have zero budget, what can you do that's going to leave an impact? So for my parents, um, this is, I'll give you some tips and suggestions, but I mm-hmm. want to hear Mel's answer too. So what do you do for your dad? Um, well, it's always hard because I'm like, I don't know what he wants. Like, I really don't know what he wants. So I know last year I just got him, um, it was a card. And since he works in construction, I got him like a Home Depot gift card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you probably like that. Tools. You can never go wrong with tools for some true. men. Yeah, definitely. So maybe I'll come up with something a little bit more creative this year. But Okay. So let <laughs> me help you out here. So some of the things you have to get inside of the head. It's a buyer persona, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So you got to get inside of their head. But this is somebody that you guys have lived with your, for your whole life. So you should know things that they do like personally. And But if you have zero budget, one of the things that I've done is um, with my parents, I did a heart, soul, and mind gift. And I would do this at Christmas, but I would also do this, you know, at birthdays or, you know, some type of a holiday like this. So I picked something that would be from my heart to them. And I either wrote like a poem or I wrote not really, I'm not much of a poem, poet really, but I would write them a letter of really of why I appreciated them and things that they have done that have really impacted my life. Because what every parent always struggles with, and this is true if you ask them, um, they will think that they failed as a parent in doing something for you. No matter how well they will have provided for you, there's always this feeling like I haven't done enough. And the thing that I had told my parents is that they had really um, done a great job of raising me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that your parents would love to hear, that you think that they're an awesome dad or a mom. They would also love to hear why you think that. So is it because that they gave you values? Mm-hmm. What are those values? Define those for them. If For me, I had said that um, they taught me to be responsible. They taught me to be resourceful. They taught me to be able to take care of myself. So I didn't have to need them, but I would want them. And those, honestly, it's not you buying them anything. It's the time that you spend with them. And if you just go for a walk around the block and just 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 talk it doesn't have to be anything heavy it doesn't have to be anything that's um soul bearing it just can be just spending time so my dad remember i told you guys my dad called last week Mm -hmm. so it wasn't bad news it was really good it was still good and he was um just telling me we have these weekly calls Uh, i always like them and we just talk about movies that he's seen or things that he's doing. And we've spent a lot of time looking at our Ancestry.com mm-hmm. because he's gone back 12 generations, 120 years. Wow. And he's, yeah, I'm not related to George Washington like <laughs> like the Ancestry.com commercials. That's sad. However, the... Um, the thing is that he's done it on my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family. He's done it on my um, my siblings' side mm-hmm. of the family where, you know, they're married. And and he's really expanded it. So it's really a deep uh, historical look at the family as well as really wide because my uncle married a, a woman that's Filipino. So he, he even tracked all of this Filipino family. And mm-hmm. that's where it was getting so interesting and we found out we had all... I've had people contact me through Ancestry.com. Hey, I'm trying to find this. Can you connect me to this? And I think we're related. And it really does happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
So an Ancestry.com type of a thing, that would be pretty cool. But just going for a walk with them, spending time with them, just letting them tell you stories about what it was like when you were a kid or what it was like for them when they were a kid. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that you're going to wish that you had on your phone. So record them because there will be a day when you don't have your dad or you don't have your mom and you're really going to want to hear their voice. So, so do those kind of things and it costs you no money and you'll be uh, actually glad that you did it. So, and you can also make them dinner, like, you know, (laughs) barbecue, anything on the grill. They'll love that, whatever their favorite thing is, and say, no, let me fix you dinner. We're going to sit down. We're going to drink a beer together, whatever it is that you know mm-hmm. makes them happy. Or watch a game with them, whatever their interests are. Because, it, honestly, you don't have to spend money on something that is just another thing in the house. Right. Yeah. And you sing, so what the heck? You could, like, <laughs> sing a song. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Really city, silly and make a video and then send it to him. That would make his day, I'm pretty sure. That would be awesome. Great mm-hmm. idea. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what other tips do you have here, Mel? Well, actually, while we stay on the topic of cards, um, it's actually really interesting because overseas, it was actually a little bit controversial because in 2008, um, students in some regions of Scotland were not allowed to make Father's Day cards at school for fear of upsetting those with single mothers. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. Wow. I'm yes. sorry I shouldn't say that, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's like, really? Yes, fathers still deserve attention, at least cards. Um, and in other international news, um, in Germany, Father's Day is actually celebrated in an unusual way. Men hike with hand-pulled wagons filled with beer, which they often partake in heavily, as well as in the local food. And according to Jordan, uh, oops, German news magazine, Der Spiegel, alcohol-fueled accidents are three times more likely than usual on this day. Oh, I would believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and continuing on to our fast facts, um, an Indian man by the name of Ramjit Raghav, I hope I pronounced that right, he became the oldest first-time dad in 2010 after fathering his first child at the age of oh my 94. God. 94. Whoa. I know yes. that there was a picture for this. Yes. I don't know, but we need to be able to post that picture <laughs> when we do the social feed and like really have people like look a picture a picture of this guy because that was like an amazing picture. Wow. I was wondering why that was in the show notes and then I saw it and I went, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> um, on the other side of that, the youngest person to have ever fathered a child was an 11-year-old boy from New Zealand back in 2015. Wow. Oh, wow. Yikes. Yes. And 11 years old. Could you, I, I just can't even imagine. I've read stories of how, um, not promoting this, but how the youngest girl that has had a child was eight. What? I know. 11 year old and an eight year old. Like, wow, I can't even. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last ha- fact. <laughs> yes. Um, did you know that among seahorses, it's the male who carries the babies? Oh, yeah, I've read that. While mating, the female seahorse deposits 1,500 eggs in the male's pouch, who carries them until they're fully developed. So if anyone deserves a shout-out on Father's Day, it's (laughs) them. (laughs) Oh, my God. 1,500 eggs. Now, I know that I didn't finish. I told you guys it was a heart, uh, body, and soul spirit. That was it. Heart, yeah, it was heart, body, and soul. And so um, one was a really nice letter. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I wrote that. 
And that was the heart thing, from the heart. And then the body was, I gave them either like warm, fuzzy socks or something that would be something that they would like, something they would wear. Um, and then the heart, body, and soul. And then the soul was something that was a, a music selection. So it would be something that they could listen to. And if they were going on a walk or if they were just spending some you know, time. But it was a song that I picked out, and it was significant for a reason. And then I'm also going to throw this one out. When I was teaching in the public school system, the, um, one of the activities that I had the students do, because I was teaching 10th grade, I taught 7th and 10th grade at one time, I would have the parents write letters to their parents also. And one of my favorite books, and I recommend this one, this would be a good book. I'm gonna, I'd really be interested in knowing if you can read it without crying, and I'm serious. Um, the Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. I don't know if you know it. It's a children's book. It sounds familiar. Like I've heard the title, but I don't know the. Um, is it is it like a green? Yes. Yes, I think I know exactly. With a tree. Yes, yes. and um, there's a little it's boy. Like, it's illustrated. Right, uh, and the first it was like an apple, and then he gave away some of his uh, branches. Branches, and then he and then gave away the, the tree bark. trunk. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it started with the leaf. It went from apples to leaves mm -hmm. to branches to the tree trunk, and then he's just left with a stump. And the little boy grew into a man, and he kept coming back to the tree and asking for things. And mm -hmm. many times, that's what a child will do: come back and say, "Oh, I need this because I, you know, I I need food, or I need this because I want to get a wife. I need this because I want to travel." Right? Mm -hmm. And a child will ask for that, and the parent will give and give and give and give. However, at the end of the the story, it's a really good story. And if you can read it without crying, I really want to know that, <laughs> even if for you guys in the room. It was really Because yeah. it's a good story, and it's a good reminder to um, let your parents know how you appreciate them. Mm -hmm. So I would read that, and I was always surprised in the classroom that I would have 16-year-olds, <laughs> there's like 6'3", and they would have their head heads down on the desk like the boys. And it was story time in the last five to seven minutes of my classes always because I was going, I just need to get them to be quiet. <laughs> and so they, I said, okay, pack up and we're going to read. I'm going to read to you guys. And it was something that they really liked a lot. And then they start, we started moving it to the last 10 minutes. But I would read to them and... It was always a really great way to transition into the next class because they would get real quiet. They liked the stories. And mm -hmm. The Giving Tree was one of the stories that I read. And there was an activity that was tied to it. And um, it ended up in something that they could take back and give to their parents. And they said their parents liked it. So mm -hmm. you could make it an annual event that you do every year where you write um, a message to your parents and you let them know what you appreciate about them. So, um, we're at the end of our show. We're over here. So, let's go ahead. We're supposed to have some transition music. We want to thank Valencia College, as always, letting us be on this East Campus. We love you, Q, our station manager. He plays our show many times throughout the week. So you'll get to hear this if you're listening to us live on MixLR. Um, you'll hear this show many times. We're going to set some goals, just so our listeners know. I'm going to take a little sidestep. Um, to increase our listener following, 
um, to increase uh, reach on our podcast shows. So we're going to hope that we see a, a good um, jump in those numbers. And then also to increase engagement where our guests are calling or writing us during our Facebook or any of those shows. Um, but I also want to say, we again, we really appreciate being in here. We have great staff that supports us. We come in here on Saturdays sometimes and use this equipment. So we have a lot of benefits from being in here, and we thank Valencia College for that. Now, shout-outs. Jonathan? First, and uh, let's do my father first, since okay. upcoming is Father's His name? Day. Um, Carlos. Okay. Um, so, uh, happy fa upcoming Father's Day for you. Um, my parents as well, my family, um, you guys. I love having you guys, like I said, around um, to be with me for the show as well. And, yeah. Cool. Mel? Um, well, I'd like to give a shout-out to my aunt and uncle who are visiting. They're staying here for a while. And also uh, my father as well. It's What's your dad's name? Giovanni. Wait, say it again. Giovanni. 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 Giovanni or Giovanni? Giovanni. Okay. Giovanni. My brother's okay. name is Giovanni. So, okay. Oh, wow. What are the chances? <laughs> yeah. Giovanni. So happy Father's Day, Carlos and Giovanni. Yes. All right. And then anything else? Um, no, no. I won't. That's all. That's good. <laughs> all right. Corey, you're up. Say happy Father's Day to Ruth Van Perry and I appreciate Valencia and Isabella and Robert and that's it. All right. Thank you very much. My shout out goes to my dad. His name is Jack. And I'm gonna give a shout out to my brother. His name's Jay. He's actually Jack Jr., but we call him Jay. Anyway, um both really great guys. I uh, love you guys. And I want to say thank you also to everybody that's in the studio. We want to wish Abby well. He's going to be going on to um, his competition at the end of this month. And I want to give a shout-out to all of the new people that's been on, that has joined the Pivot team just recently and all of the ones. You guys are doing a great job. I'm really proud of you. I've seen, like, milestones, and people have gone, and they're, like, just kicking it to the curb. And I'm really, really proud of all of you guys. Um, but let's see, is there anybody else? Ooh. Um, and then all the, the game team and Katrina and all of the um, others that we don't always see every day. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to those people, always thanks. So how can you contact us? You can reach us at um, intern pursuit, info at internpursuit.tech. You can also call us at 321-422-2166 and go to our website, um, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter. You can listen to us live and um, on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. Follow Intern Whisper and watch us um, also on our Facebook Live. And as we close the show, we want to thank you, our listeners. So thank you and see you next week. <laughs>